Welcome back to AutoZone Park here in Memphis. Jeff Hem back with you. Sounds on deck presented by Pepsi. And today it's an afternoon game for game two of this six-game series, the Sounds and the Redbirds. Joined by outfielder Sal Freelich. And Sal, we saw you do nothing but hit as a sound coming up late last year. You had a good first weekend uh, to get the regular season underway. How did you feel uh, for those first few games in Nashville? Yeah, it felt good. Felt always feels good to get you know the first couple ones uh, under your belt and out of the way. So it was nice to get off to a... Uh, you know, decent start with two wins there and hope to keep it rolling. I'm always curious what the regular season feels like right away. You guys come out of spring. Sometimes there's a gap. Sometimes playing time is unique. Big league camp, minor league camp, whatever it is. But then you were also with Team Italy for a stretch with the World Baseball Classic. So what did it feel like this past weekend relative to what the spring was like for you? Yeah, I mean, um, you're always excited to, to get to opening day no matter where you are. So um, those same nerves and and everything butterflies were so built up but um yeah i mean it's different i mean coming from team italy i was playing such intense baseball there that um even when i got back to spring training it was almost not hard but it was it was different obviously the the level of intensity so it was nice to you know finally get back to playing nine innings um in, in complete games uh you know for, for the opener I would think if there's something that's going to get you ready for a regular season, it's the intensity. At least it looked like an incredible intensity of the World Baseball Classic. What was it like? Yeah, I mean, that was a big part in me wanting to go play. I know that, uh, and I'm a firm believer in, you know, the, the, the better the competition and uh, more intensity of a game and wanting to win is, is going to help with player development and, and personal success. So that was a big part of me going, just uh, making sure I was getting those games under my belt early and playing in those high intense situations. Just I think it prepares you great for, for the season. Part of that was playing in Tokyo against Team Japan and facing Shohei Otani. Can you put into words what that intensity was like? Yeah, it was insane. Um, <laughs> I, was, I, was telling, I was telling somebody that when we showed up at 2.30 for stretch for a seven o'clock game, we walked out uh, in the Tokyo Dome. Japan was just coming off from taking their BP and it was a packed stadium and they were there seven hours before the game. It was an event for them. You know, they don't get that a lot. So mm. not only to be there, but to also face, you know, Shohei and see uh, kind of what an icon he is in, in Japan was, it was, it was unreal. What's his stuff like as a pitcher? Yeah, it's nasty. <laughs> I mean, I went up there geared up for a fastball and, you know, selfish me. I thought I was actually going to get one. And uh, I think his splitter is one of the best pitches in the game. You know, this was not the first World Baseball Classic in the game, but for some reason it just had a different feel about it throughout. How would you describe it? What was the conversation like among you guys all as players and you get back to camp and you're hearing about it and you're seeing the Team USA versus Japan championship and he faces Trout. Like there was just something different this year. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, I think one reason might be because we missed the last one with COVID and um, I think there might have been a little more pent up uh, anticipation for it and then um, yeah I think everything that happened was really good for the game I think viewership and everything that went into that watching those baseball games was awesome and I know obviously injuries can happen and some people were harping on that but I think it's just as easy to get injured in spring training so I know that's definitely something that I'll, I'll look forward to doing if possible every single spring and uh, um, yeah I think it was great for the game of baseball it's next back in 2026 as of today is that an is that an easy decision for you yeah I mean again <laughs> you know pending my health and all the other you know external variables i think uh that's just an easy an easy decision for me man what a wild time late last year i'm thinking back to the sounds being in norfolk and you come up weimer comes up mitchell comes up Esteri ruiz joins too he has obviously since been traded 
And then coming into this year, Mitchell makes that club. Turns out Bryce Terang makes that club. And before the sounds had even had a pitch thrown, yeah. Weimer's gone. Are you lonely down here? I am. I know. It's <laughs> it's especially with Weimer gone. That's my right-hand man. So it's definitely been quieter without him. But, no, I definitely miss those guys. And it's really fun watching them all succeed up there. What would you think of Terang's grand slam? I mean, are you kidding me? It was awesome. And, and that's a kid who absolutely deserves everything that's coming his way. Um, so to see him do that and, you know, his first game in Milwaukee, is it was special. Look, we know you have the talent to be up there. You seem like you're on your way, so I know you're not thinking about it in that sense. What What's the mentality down here is for however long you may be a sound? Yeah, I mean, it's it's the same as it always is, you know. Um, I don't like having that crazy play the GM game and kind of that, that long tunnel vision. I like just being where my feet are, and right now that's in Nashville as a sound, and I'm fired up. we got a great group of guys here playing with a lot of my friends, so um, as long as I'm on a baseball field, I'm happy. In the time you had at AAA last year in these first couple of days, how would you describe AAA pitching and, if anything, the impact it's had on your game as a hitter? Oh, yeah. I mean, it gets better every level. And you see a lot of guys here, too, that are up and down from the big. So you're facing a lot of big league arms. And, um, again, it's been you know the toughest pitching I've faced thus far, but it's all in good preparation for the next step. As an outfielder, does this quote-unquote ban on shifts among the infielders play a role for how you approach anything differently in the outfield? Not, not not a crazy amount, but, I mean, when we were shifting and you have three guys on the right side of the infield, um, you know, if I'm playing center, I'm usually shifted left towards shortstop to make sure I can get those balls. So it definitely allows me to play a little more straight up wherever you are in the outfield, not having to cover the, the gaps in the infield where, where infielders are shifted. But um, other than that, it's, it's not a crazy adjustment. Do you think stolen bases will rise this year more than what we saw at the minor league level last year when we had down here the pickoff limitations too? Yeah, and I don't know if it's – necessarily arise because um, there's this great advantage but I think it's more runners are just looking to run more because they're getting in the situation where the pitcher can't pick them off anymore or stuff like that so I definitely know even just talking with a lot of guys um, you know all the the position players are just looking to steal bases so I think even the mentality amongst position players is changing. Thanks a lot for your time appreciate it as always good luck today. Thanks Jeff. All right Sounds outfielder Sal Freelich this has been Sounds on Deck presented by Pepsi stay tuned the lineups and first pitch are coming up next.